When I tell you, it was like I was in Disneyland at H&M. I was like, oh my gosh, this little pink puffer jacket that I just paid $400 for, they got it for $12.99. Yes. All right, let's start the show. This is, talk about a great time. When I tell you the stuff they got. Uh, Chris, you got to go to bed. Three, two, one. Hi, how y'all doing? And welcome to Two Funny Mamas. I'm Kim Whitley. And I am Sherry Shepard. You're not even on. That's our friend Stacy in the background talking about it. And I'm Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, y'all, thank you for listening. No, you weren't. Have you ever been? How y'all doing? Welcome to uh, Two Funny Mamas. We had uh, Stacey no, on. I, that's what I'm saying. Have you ever been on? No, never. Stacey, you've been on the phone when we called. Oh, oh yeah. You've oh, never been on with Andre? You want to smooth your hair out at the top oh, before you get on camera? Looking crazy. Uh, <laughs> well, I love that you had some fans at the Sherry Show today, and they were like, Keep your podcast just as crazy and unorganized as you can. Wait, like hold on. Let me tell you, our two funny mamas fans, I have to say thank you guys so much for like being patient with us and loving us. So I was scrolling through the two funny mamas uh Gmail account. And I, you know, I don't have a lot of time to do it because we're so busy. And I just happened to get this email from a woman named Shalomi. And she was very heartfelt. Uh, she's in remission for uh, issues she's had with her body for nine years. And she said, you guys, I've been listening to you from the beginning. I live in the UK and your podcast has gotten me through some really dark times. And she said, um, my my sister and my cousin are coming to visit California and I'm, I mean, uh, uh, New York, and I wanna come see your show. So I was like, okay, we'll get you guys tickets. And she said, they now they want to come and i said well i'll get the whole family tickets so can i tell you all they came for was to see the show and they came from the uk with their english accents and they were born in the uk and i brought them into my dressing room and they were telling me all they were talking about ken whitley ken whitley and the lady was like you know because i work in radio and and it's so unstructured and that's what we love i don't know how i sound I can't <laughs> but she was like she said at first when i first started listening to it is my invisalign uh she said we thought it should be structured and she said but ken whitley that's what we need. And I said, so you like eating all that damn chicken? And she said, yes. And then her cousin her was like, yes, we love it. We love Ken Whitley. And she, when oh. she puts her feet in the camera and shows her toes, that's what women want. I'm like, no, they don't. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They went on and on about you, Kim. They were sitting in my dressing room. And she calls me from... I'm in on the show in a fitting and I'm like, why is Sherry FaceTiming me? And all these people are in her dressing room. Uh, I was like, she was like, and I don't have one show. Be, you know why I called you? Cause I knew I would have brownie points. They loved you so much. I was like, let me show them that I really know Kim Whitley. <laughs> Cause they talking to me. Like, I don't even know you. It was, I know. And so as soon as I said, so this is what I did. I was like, well, let me see if, um, 
let me just FaceTime Kim. And they were like, really, really? And you, you want to FaceTime Kim now? And I was like, yeah, let me let me um see if Kim here. And then that damn girl's phone just rang. And I was like, I really do know her. Hold on. So I texted <laughs> you, you gotta call me back. You gotta call me back like right now. Right. And, I was like, and you called back and they talked to you, and the girl was trying to tell you how you got it through stuff, and the cousin was trying to tell her you how you got her through. Kim, when I tell you, they love the show. She listened oh, to the show in the hospital. Huh? Oh, I'm over that. Hold on, let me introduce you. For oh, you just sorry. talking and people, yeah, we keep hearing the voice of God oh, off to the side. I can't, I, I can't, but right but Chris I, got it. You that ain't does that look like that's it? Oh, I the screen is. You know what you look like, Stacey? You look like that girl on that movie, The Ring. <laughs> All we can right. see is black hair. I was I was told there I was told there'd be a formal intro. Oh. Right, I was trying, but you keep talking. Yes, Joshua. Okay, they both blurry. Okay, go ahead. I want to see the plate down and you're going to be on punishment for the rest of your life. Okay, that, Kim. Long time, Kim. You cannot do that, Kim. Well, I can't tell him he's going to be on punishment? No, you can't because the rest Kim knows it's not true. You cannot, <laughs> oh. you cannot threaten a child with something that they don't think you're going to act on. And when you say to when you say to Joshua, you're gonna be a punishment for the rest of your life, or you're not gonna get no Christmas gifts, or I, I'm taking Christmas away. He looking at you like, how you gonna take Christmas away? It was never yours to give me. But okay, you can't tell him he's gonna be on punishment for the rest of his life, Kim. That's yeah. the only time I can tell you this. That's what happened. I feel about you. Goodbye. <laughs> maybe, maybe get a tissue, Kim. Oh, you think it's grease on it? Well, you've thumbed it seven or eight times. You want now. me to thumb you? I've been asking for a while. <laughs> and this right, is what right. the people from the UK like. Kim! Why are you pointing to the background? Chris, sh shrink it back up. Stacy's uh, judging her background. Shrink I'm it up. Say, look at all that stuff. Okay, don't bring attention to it. Chris, put us back up, please. Oh, jeez. This I'm is the professional it. podcast. Welcome to Two Funny Mamas and the Other now Girl is Free. She's in the guest room. You know she just moved to New York. Pull your camera down. In the guest room. They'll see the floor. I can't help it that uh, Stacy is two foot tall. Get her, a, get her a pillow she to sit on. She's in a little chair. You taller than me. Okay, well, welcome to Two Funny Mamas. You look good, the end, And it's too with the intro. Let me finish with the UK. They want oh, this yeah. They, this is the second time somebody from the UK has come to my show. And they said, we love you in the UK. Everybody watches, uh, they listen to Two Funny Mamas, they watch me on YouTube, and they said, you would do so well, you and Kim, doing comedy in the UK. We gotta go there, Kim. Okay, are we gonna go? We're gonna take the show there? We're I would gonna... love to go for like, go for like four or five days. And she said, don't go to London. She said, go to UK, Birmingham, Manchester, all of those places. Oh, okay. But we need to know somebody there. We can yeah. find people. That's not going to be a problem. Gina Yashere is from there. Oh, Gina. Yeah. yeah. It's taking oh, you, yeah. taking you three years to book St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Don't act like you're going to get a passport. <laughs> Those fish and chips ain't happening. That's not a thing. Stop being a pessimist. 
get to five years later. We finally made it. <laughs> I would love to go to the, of course, and we going to St. Louis. I sure would love to go to the UK. Where's my necklace? I would love to go to the UK and do stand-up. Oh, yeah. I it's different there. First, first time I, I did know what they said they would yeah, get our stuff. Yeah. They love watching us. Mm-hmm. And oh, she they, said they, they know I, us from our movies. She said people know you and Kim. It could be an eat, pray, love type of situation. Oh. <laughs> uh, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you get it. Like I'll be honest. With you, I haven't had time to watch television. So have you seen yeah. from scratch, Sherry? It's so beautiful. We talked about it. Yeah. That's because you like I work with uh, from scratch is about based on uh Timby Locke, the actress. Mm-hmm. Her sister, uh, I believe, is based on her book. And Timby Locke was an actress back in the day. And when she was in college, she went to Italy uh, and she met a man, an Italian man who was a chef. Timby Locke is black. She met a chef and they fell in love and they moved to the States. They had a baby. He was a chef out here. I actually worked with Timby Locke. And that's when I met her husband when they had just had their baby. And um, are they still together? Huh? Are they still together? He died. Oh, that's too bad. Great question, Kim. Great question. Way to bring that. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, Targeted electronic newsletter. Experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. A story. Um, so anyway, anyway, no, I'm just kidding with you. He, uh, he, he was a chef out here. They had a little girl and like she, because when he got sick, she wasn't acting anymore. She was taking care of her husband, but she wrote this love letter uh, basically to him and to Italy 
about her time in Italy. And Zoe Saldana picked up the rights to uh, her book and made produced from scratch. And Zoe Saldana plays the Timby Locke character. So it's ba- and it's a mar it's a wonderful, wonderful book because uh, I wanted her on the View when she wrote it. And because she, she had disappeared from acting, she, I didn't know she was taking care of her husband before he passed away, transition. Um, but it is, I've not seen the, it's on Netflix, right, Stacey? Yes, and it is so wonderful. Everybody's yeah. been telling me about it, so I'm gonna watch it. But that's the story of From Scratch. It's based on, t- now Timby Locke makes all this Italian food. If you follow her, she will give you Italian phrases. She will tell you if you're going to visit Italy, where to go, what to do. You know, like you gotta go to a cafe and you have to order mm-hmm. this. She makes you, she makes you fall in love with Italy. But we haven't got to the UK yet, so we can't go to Italy. Right, right. Italy is wonderful. I had a. We will. We can't make a stop in Italy. You should. She she goes out of the country. She gets lost places. I do. I do. But I want to go do stand up in the UK. And we could just make it a girls' trip. That would be fun. I'm going. So, so Shalomi, uh, Shalomi, thank you so much for coming to the Sherry Show. Thank you for bringing your family and for hanging out with me in my dressing room. Now, it was there was one point Shalomi was in there, and I was like, now these they could all be killers. They could be. I told them to steal some of your dressing room. Hilarious. Is that what you told them? Because they were laughing. I couldn't hear you when you were talking. Yeah, I, said, I didn't invite somebody out of me. I said, I didn't just met y'all on Gmail. Wow. I can't call in sick to this show. So if y'all going, if y'all's killers, tell me now. And they said they weren't killers. And I was like, okay, then you want something to drink? Uh, uh, she did. <laughs> oh, I have a question. Did you get your purse in the mail yet? No, I have not gotten a purse. I know we were supposed to promote this black business. I haven't got it. Yeah. Uh, I yet. got mine. So yours is probably at the studio. No, I took everything home from the, I, I, we went through everything today. I haven't oh, gotten okay. it yet. So get, yeah, you can promote it now. You can give me a couple days. I'll wait. I'll give you a couple days. Okay. And then we can, um, we can do it. I, Kim is exhausted. She has been, this is a girl who, first of all, she don't know how to say no. So she says yes to everything. And she's working on a show with uh, Tisha Campbell and Yvette Nicole Brown called Act Your Age. Hopefully it will be coming out maybe next year. Kim. Mm-hmm. No silence I'm for Kim to sorry. answer. It's not, not that part. I keep getting sharp pains right here in my oh, chest. Good, like, sh- sh- but it's weird. It's just some, like little oh, on the side. But then I was thinking maybe I need to drink the pine needle tea that you're supposed to drink if you got the COVID shot. So it's a lot of things going. See, like I just got it right now. Just got a sharp. That's a weird sharp pain, but that ain't no heart attack, is it? Is your arm numb? No. You should be okay. Okay, I feel sharp. Does she need to take an aspirin? You should. You should take an aspirin. You should take an aspirin. You've been under a lot of stress, and I'm worried about you. Do you have an aspirin around? I do. Okay. You think an aspirin would do it? No, Advil is not aspirin. You need ibuprofen, I think. No, you don't take no ibuprofen. You take a baby aspirin. Oh, that's for cramps. Okay. 
Well, that's what happened when you, I don't know about no doctor stuff. I just know you're supposed to take an aspirin. Can you go take one, please? Can you let Stacy take over you while you go take an aspirin? Okay. And tell Joshua you're going to give him Christmas back and okay. give him his life back. Oh, Stacy, sit in the chair. Here. Put that on. Clip that on. Okay. What do you got, a microphone? Did, yeah. Did you get a chance to look at that stuff that my mom gave you? The I think it was a mug or something that my sister made. That's what y'all going to talk about. No. Oh, <laughs> I, I forgot to ask. I'll ask you. I'll text you. So this is Stacy McLean, y'all. Stacy McLean is a comedian, writer, director, producer extraordinaire. And we've all known each other for over 25 years. Oh, and I met Stacy. Like Stacy uh, uh, directed a one-man show I produced for comedian Scruncho um, that was so wonderful. And you write, you, are you still writing your book? Um, I finished a book. I'm actually looking for a French attorney in uh, because I need to make sure that um, that I get a legal review before I publish the book because it is um, a, a, kind of a tell-all. So what I are you make... telling all in French for? Can you pray tell? You black? Well, my... What the hell is you telling all in French? The book is about my cousin who actually became famous in Germany, uh, well, in France first. It's all in the book. And I, I'm excited about doing this book. It's called Cost of Freedom. Um, I'm finished. I just need a legal review from a French attorney. I already got a German attorney on board because the story takes place in Chicago, California, France, Germany, and Switzerland. And that those are all the places that I'm going to be promoting the book when I'm done. So I'm super gonna, excited about it, but it's taken me 12 years to finish it. See, that's a, why, why black people take so long to finish stuff. It ain't just us. It takes a long time. I but can't plus speak I for nobody else because I'm not anything but black. So I'm talking about us. Well, you know, not- it's, I was also just books don't pay when you writing. So I have to, <laughs> it's a bunch of other stuff I was juggling. Like I was doing your show and working on computer stuff, I told a reality series. It's like at the end of the day, like the, if the book ain't, I had to sit down from 11 at night to one in the morning just to get the writing in. Y'all, you know, it's, when you're an actor, it's instantaneous. When you're a writer, it's like, you got to get it on the page first. That, you know what? And I, I, I take that back. Because I remember you would be diligently writing. You was like, I got to go to Germany for like a month. I was like, what? Yeah. Sometimes I would stay there for two or three months in order to get it done. Um, wow. I would so- go to Germany three months out of the year. With the microphone, I'm okay. I would go to Germany three months out of the year. And the rest of the year, I would come to the States and work my career as a writer here. Um, Let me um, ask you something. As a writer, congratulations on finishing the book. Like you've written for so many shows. You wrote for uh, Monique's show when Monique had her, I don't remember the sitcom. The Parkers. The Parkers. You've written for, uh, you've worked with Tyler Perry. You've done right. extensive writing. Like you are a writer and you are a, an amazing stand-up comic. I remember watching you, Stacy, back in the early 90s. And we used to play the Birdland West. And I wasn't booked at the Birdland West in Long Beach. I just used to take the bus up there to watch the comics. And you were one of the ones that went up. 
I'll never forget. And I was so scared to say anything to you, but you were on stage talking about how you needed a man. And you was like, at this point, he could be homeless. I could take him and wash him off. <laughs> I remember that joke. I'll be like, you get off the side. You get off, I get off the side of the road. I see a man, he got a sign that say, we'll work for food and shelter. And I'm like, well, that's the same thing I'm working for. Just get in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I miss Amanda so much, but I I can't. <laughs> I talked about I dating everything. I talked talked about you know. I remember one joke that uh, William Wilson always you know says that it was crazy where um, um, about dating. I said you know black women um, we have a tendency to you know sometimes overlook men and and but black but black men they don't have an issue with dating like white women. And so we, we might need to loosen up a little bit sisters because, you know, you know, and if you get upset about it, just go up to that brother. You say, you know what, what you doing? I'm going to tell Massa Johnson on you. And, and <laughs> William would just crack up and he's like, that's the craziest thing. So I, I miss stand up so much, but you know, once I got my first residual check, <laughs> you was like, I stand up. Like, yeah. But you, I mean, I, I just, you were funny. I would watch you. I never came up to you and said anything, but when they said Stacey McClain, people was clapping and screaming. You and TK Kirkland and, you know, all these comics at the Birdland West. And I would go, I'm going to get the courage to do that. I think I only did the Birdland one time. Um, I think Ricky Harris hosted that show. He may have. He may yeah. have hosted. It yeah, was, was nice. It was That fun. was an incredible, incredible club. And that's where, you know, then I met you shortly thereafter. And um, you just have always been so talented. So what I wanted to ask you was, there's a lot of people who go, how can I start? Like, I'm one of them. I have a million ideas in my head, but I'm always scared to write. Because I always think in my head, I'm not good enough to write. Like, I'm not smart enough. I didn't go to college. So why would anybody want to read anything that I've written? It's always trying to get past that thing. And then the discipline. What would you say? Well, I just told you. I just told you. I took twelve years to finish this book. So <laughs> a lot of it is just really sitting down. And when you say that you don't, you don't think that the story is good enough in your head. At the end of the day, your story is probably a million, the same of a million or a variation of a million other stories out there. You have to remember that you just speak as if you're writing. And it really depends on the format. I, I coach all the time. I'm still coaching um, right. young writers. There's this lady in New York that I coach. She has a wonderful story. But, you know, I, I've done maybe 10 or, 10 or 15 years of coaching people for their solo shows. Um, Ralph Harris still calls me and he keeps saying that he's going to do another show. Um, but I think writing overall, as far as getting started, you just really have to put the, put the pen to paper. And the story will come out of you because once you start writing, if it's in your head and it's in your heart, it will come out. It's just the discipline is, it's really about tenacity more than anything. Like, you know, you see me, like I will, I will leave the club. I remember when I first was making a transition, I would be anxious to get home to finish my spec scripts. Cause I'm like, this comedy thing is, I would ask to be put up early. This comedy thing is great. But when I tell you, when I got that first residual check, I was like, and I don't have to leave my house and go on the road and 
you know, I like the role, but I loved being at home behind my computer. And I think- And that was your first sitcom you wrote for? What was that? The first show I actually wrote for was called um, All the Way Live with Sinbad. It was my very first show. It was a, I had written a play where Marcy Carcy Warner had come out and um, oh. Eventually Bowser, that's where I met Ralph Farquhar, who I'm working with now. Um, and Sarah, I think Sarah, yeah, Sarah Finney saw the show. Sarah Finney actually, um, read my first spec. That was a, um, a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and it was horrible, but she taught me every dot and every T that I didn't cross. And she later hired me on the show for my first staffing job on the Parkers. And she was, she's a, such a wonderful, um, talent and to be, you know, and I think that was after Moesha, the Parkers. And Moesha was actually going at the same time as the Parkers. We were on Sunset Gower and one show was on one set and another show was on the other set, but we were in this, uh, all at the same studio. And um, it, it working for the Parkers, it just was like being at home every day, sitting in the room with your friends, cracking jokes and making stories. That is so amazing to me. Um, sitting down and writing a whole sitcom, it just like, you're so good at what you do. I think because I love it, you know, mm -hmm. I, like I was telling somebody, I do miss holding the mic and going up on stage. J <laughs> James Stevens III asked me to come down to, he got a club in North Carolina and I keep saying, I'm gonna go down there, but. Um, he's like, why don't you come down and open? I'm like, ah, you know, if I got 20 minutes, that's all I got. Um, but I, I, I think me starting out from being a stand-up comic really gave me a strong foundation for writing. But I was that girl in the back of the club who would, after you get off stage, I would say, oh, look, if you add this to the joke, it's going to make it pop. Oh, if you, if you say this one word, it's going to make a difference. So I was writing way before... I start writing because in my head, I'm listening to the material. Um, That's funny. I read people's writing and I go, oh, it's so eloquent. Like the, the words that they use to, to create a whole picture. And I go, I don't have those words, but- Sherry, but you do. You absolutely have those words. And mm. this, you are queen of talk. And so, I'm like, I don't even know. I, I watch you on the show and I'm exhausted, but you be getting words in. But, you know, and you, you've told, I've heard you tell stories before. It's just transferring it to the page. It really mm. is just, if you think of it that way, of transferring it to the page. You know, it may seem like it's a lot and you don't need a, but you start out with all the words you need and then you go in and like, oh, maybe I don't need this. This will make it more clear. But writing is rewriting. That's what a lot of people don't really get. It's like when you first write it, it could be garbage, but you know that there's a story in there and you got to kind of just hone it and hone it until you get it just right. Because by the time, like I've showing you sitcoms and stuff like that written by the time you show it to people you've gone through three or four drafts of something mm, mm. before you actually feel comfortable with showing it to somebody it's like a child it's like you know and when i tell you i've already I, this book that i wrote is 295 pages and i've already i've been through four drafts of it and that's a lot of words 
$290. Girl, who, who don't? $290. That is more than a trip from New York to California. It's a lot. It's a lot. And, it, and I'll be a first time author. So I uh, will have um, written film, television, um, actually sold a reality series. And um, I did a TV movie. So this becoming a, a first time author is a big deal for me because I feel like it's another, you know, um, I guess notch in my belt under a, a writing helm. So you, um, I want people to know you coach so they can get your information. Tell me exactly what, who, what type of coaching you do. Well, I've coached people on books. I've ghostwritten books, but I've coached people on getting their story out. Like what I do is I sit down with you and we talk about what the beginning, middle, or end will look like. You know, what is it the story that you're trying to sell? What is the theme of it? What do you want people to know? What is it that you're passionate about? And why is this story important to you to get out into the world? So I sit down and we go through the motions and we talk about everything that will, to me, make a successful product. Uh, and so I do like an hour session, Zoom. Sometimes I do phone, but uh, more recently I've been doing Zoom. And then by the time I'm done and you don't get, you get all the credit, you actually write what you write, you give it to me, I go over it and say, hey, listen, this is great, take this out, add this, make sure this um, is better. And then we go to the next chapter. Um, so I've coached people with books, uh, solo shows. Um, I don't do movies because they're a little more detailed oriented and it takes a lot longer to me. And like with, with character arcs and stuff like that, it's a lot. So I usually only do solo show, which is one man shows, uh, male or female, um, or um, what you eat? Oh, good. What don't she eat? Sorry. <laughs> But the she, people in the UK like me eating chicken, so I brought a spaghetti over. And she got it too. I should have never uh, it's a, Solo shows and um and mostly mostly solo shows and books. Sometimes I you know I've done a couple people with their books, but mostly uh, one man shows because it's such a great format to me and it's so personal. Um, I've been doing that for like almost 10 years now, coaching people on solo shows. Oh, yeah, oh I yeah. did Kim Cole's solo show. I don't know if you saw Kim Cole's solo show. Yes, solo I show. did. And Kim Cole's from Living Single. It was awesome. Yeah. So I coached her. Uh, Ralph Harris was my first client. I did Kathy Westfield. I do a lot of comics, but I've done people who are not comics as well. Uh, well how actors, do you get in touch actors. with you? Um, they can contact me. Yeah, well, go to uh, stacymcclain.com and there's a link in uh, on my website that asks, you know, what are you looking for? What are you seeking? I also direct and produce. I shoot scissor reels. I have a small production company called Sister Girlfriend Productions. Um, is there a prostitution link? On um, there is a prostitution link. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I, and I keep it reasonable. So. I keep it reasonable. <laughs> no, I'm dating. I, I, I am dating. So spell your, spell your website name. Um, Stacy, S-T-A-C-E-Y, McLean, M-C-C-L-A-I-N.com. From, from the shy, from Chi-Town. Chicago, did you give Jeffrey his life back? Did I what? 
No, I said, oh, oh Jennifer. Right, Joshua. Joshua. No, he done took the food upstairs, so. Did you I tell him he couldn't take it upstairs? I didn't. I, 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 when this boy turns 18, 19, this house is going to be a terror. You got to nip it in the bud because when they turn oh, 18, it. when they turn can't 17, you can't be popping them in the head. He's going to be taller than you. His voice going to be deep. I will tell you a story. I remember this about Cameron Tory, who was Joe Tory's son. Y'all know Cameron. Yeah. You know, his best friends with his mom, Kim. And I tell you, at 17, it was 16, um, she he wouldn't do something she told him to do. He wouldn't move. And she was like, you better get your butt downstairs so you can go to school. And he just looked at her and leaned against the wall. And she was like, Cameron! I forget his middle name, Cameron something, Tory. I'm not playing with you. Get your butt and get down. And Cameron looked at her like, what? And that was that moment. You know that moment you have with your parent that yeah, tested right. where you like, you are a teenager and you're looking at your parent like, I'm scared to death, but I'm not going to do what you just told me to do. So you, <laughs> and then as a parent, you're looking at your child like, I literally got to kill you. Like, it's come to this. I used to and tell Kim that he, I'll change the locks on the door. I used to tell her, I'm like, that boy is gonna have a serial number. He's gonna be uh inmate number four two seven nine eight. Yeah, she, <laughs> but he came out okay. I'm so happy for her because he is he's very he's so successful. I know he was selling cars and somebody on what he's doing. And he was doing stand-up. Stand yeah, just like Joe. So he and he I'm like, I was so hard. Okay. Yeah, Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. yeah, Cameron is he he does our website. Cam, Cameron Cameron is the one who uh put together if you guys go to two funny mamas, no no, if you go to sherryshepherd.com, it says right on the thing, give us your information so we can let you know what city we're in. Literally, Cameron can put together a website in an hour. He's wow. so good, he's so smart. When I tell you that boy was bad. Everybody wanted to call him. him. Everybody. There was not one person. You wanted to call Cameron, didn't you, Kim? Like, yeah. And he's so great now, but, and he's yeah, so he funny. Because he talks about, this is what Cameron talks about on stage. His daddy being mean as hell and his mama being drunk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what he talks about? He, he will get on stage and make having a drunk mama the funniest thing you ever heard. And, and having a father who was mean as hell. The funniest thing you ever heard. And if y'all want to know who Joe Torrey is, watch, um, what's the movie he was in with Janet Jackson in Tupac? Oh, oh, uh, A Wedding Justice. Yeah. He was the one that was combing his hair all the time. And if you also want to know who Joe Torrey is, watch, what is Guy Torrey's, uh, um, documentary? Fat oh, Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Watch that. Oh, that. Fat Tuesday. Is, is, uh, is Cameron on there too? No, not Cameron, but if you want to know who his dad is, no, Joe Torrey. Joe. If you and watch the documentary. And his uncle Guy, Guy Torrey. And you yeah. will see Cameron's uncle Guy Torrey and his father, Joe Torrey. Um, and you kind of see what Joe's personality is. 
because Cameron talks about what how his father was mean and arrogant. And you'll see that if you watch Fat Tuesday, the documentary. But Joe is funny. Um, I talked to uh, Kim recently. She's no longer drunk. She is, I don't know how many years sober, but she's fine. Um, I talk to her every once in a while. She's in a good place. I'm, I'm drinking dandelion tea root that Rocky just brought me. Cause I'm supposed to be drinking pine needle tea. It's a lot going on. What I said. Did like, you take an aspirin? I did take aspirin and it did stop. Uh, it's interesting. And I just took my blood pressure, which was fine. I, I still just want you to call your doctor, Kim. I, I was thinking yeah. I want to get an EKG in the morning. I want you to call right. your doctor just because we're not 25 anymore. But what do I and, call them and say, hey, I know you're not, you're Well, home. you're having shooting pains. And you I'm, tell I'm, me I'm, I'm, I'm bitch, really if you different. don't call your daggone doctor and tell right. them you're having shooting pains above your heart, because Kim, you've been under a it, lot of Well, whether stress. they stopped or not, you still should go get it. It doesn't matter, Kim. I swear I wish I could put my hand through the doggone um, um, camera yeah, and snatch you like, off. Yeah, I don't like you know that. what this tastes like? Tastes well, like a leather boot. <laughs> Why are you drinking that? Because it's supposed to be good for you, I guess. Because leather boots um, are good for you. It's a dandy Kim Whitley, you have to call a doctor because you've been under a lot of stress. Let me tell you something. You've lost a lot of people in your life in a short span of time. You've been given to everybody. And you're not filling up your cup. You've been doing everything. You've been being everything for everybody, doing everything mm -hmm. for everybody. And you're working a job which is very high stress. Very you know, it's, stressful. A, it's a stressful job. This is a sitcom. It's going to be fun for everybody. But the behind the scenes, you're working nonstop. Mm -hmm. you, you're doing charity events. You just got uh, the mayor elected. Uh, you got a new mayor and you were out fundraising and stumping for this woman darn near every night. You are under a lot of stress. And Chris, mm -hmm. you do this podcast. So... You she needs two things, self-care and a man. Okay, well, I wasn't going to go there with the man. That's probably why she had to stab the pains in her heart. What do you mean? Can I ask you something? What's the, what's the man going to do? Oh, he's yeah. going to be your He'll be stabbing somebody. It ain't going to be your heart. And all that yelling you doing at Joshua, he going to handle that. Yeah, Kim, a lot of that yelling you do is a pent-up frustration. And I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes you need a man to relieve. Stacey will tell you. Look how she glowing. Kim. Look at the way Stacey glow. Don't you remember how much you smiled and laughed in June for about four days? I did. Oh, uh, when you were with Chris? I remember, yeah, well, I, I remember when you were in town. Yeah, me and Chris had fun. Mm -hmm. She told me about when you came to town, Chris. I still don't know what you were talking about. It's time to listen. listen. Oh, mm -hmm. girl. I only know his Chris voice. Chris like Jason Momoa. Re oh, damn. Mimosa. Not, Mimosa. Jason Mimosa. <laughs> Mimosa. <laughs> I have never seen. Did I've you only say heard Jason Momoa? <laughs> Chris is very Thanks, nice looking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, okay, wait. Let me say why I said that. I got Chris growing his hair long. Oh, that's he sexy. He used to wear like short, you know, a little yeah. regular white boy. Yeah. Now, regular white yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah. You're horrible. All right. Back to, hair, back, white boy. Back to your health. 
It depends yeah, on but long hair on some white boys are cute. Uh, get that long that's on my purse, honey. Uh long hair on not not all white boys look good with long hair, but most of them look good with white hair. You know what I'm not liking is everybody, Chris, um Okay, 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 okay. A lot of white men are wearing like these big, huge lumberjack beards. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not in like, And sometimes, like, those big lumberjack beards, it don't look good on everybody. It's like black men with bald heads. Like, everybody is supposed to have a bald head. They got hot dogs in the back of their neck. Okay, you used to, used to have to earn the beard, maybe work a blue collar job or be out in the woods, and I now know. you've got. Copywriters growing beards to their chest. beards and the mustaches, them thick porno mustaches. It ain't sexy on everybody. It ain't sexy on everybody, especially the it's porno not. mustaches. They real thick. Some people twirl them. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but what, what, what is that? What part of New York are you walking through, Sherry? Did you move to Williamsburg? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's yeah. hilarious. Oh my gosh. Um Okay, y'all not gonna do this to me. It's 10 10 and I gotta be up at five in the morning. I got two shows tomorrow. This really was something. Can you tell us who's on tomorrow? My mom still loves watching you, by the way. She absolutely loves it. I'm wrapping Joshua's ankle because he done twisted. She's over here doing the mommy thing. When did Joshua? I don't know how y'all get to a show. Like I don't know. Ice band what's called ace bandage on his this is not the show we're going to submit for the NAACP image award. No, That's this is clearly. Clearly. Yeah, but say, this is, we might yeah, yeah. submit your snippet, Stacey. Um, <laughs> yes, I have to. Okay. I you got to get up, up early? Like, I have to be up at 4.45 in the morning. Does the car come get you? you the car comes and gets me at 6.30. Huh? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I ain't got no car service. <laughs> I come get me. Are you comparing? Are you serious? You think I we started off together? You, why can't I compare? You might need a, a car service. She got a show. Well, you might need a car service. See, why my blood I told you that to get the car service in your contract. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't get it. <laughs> well, you got, well, you do have only two more shows, so maybe it is. She's got Andre. Yes, She's got Andre. Right. Yeah, Andre. He's a Andre. good friend. But Andre, you be fussing at Andre so much. It's a wonder why he don't how he don't drive off the road. You fussed at Andre before he even turned on the car. I ain't now never Andre, seen nothing like Andre it. Andre did drive off the road one day, remember? <gasps> really? Okay. What? So, get more? Get a, I'm driven Kim before. She'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, Kim drives like an old lady. She's an old lady passenger. I, you would go to switch the lane. She was like, what are you doing? Why are you switching the lane? Why don't you just stay in one lane? Because I got to get off the freeway, Kim. She makes Why you all nervous. We got the radio on. Do you see that car over there? I'm like, Kim has an imaginary yeah. brake on her side of the car. She be moving forward. She scare you so, like by the time you get the way you're going, your nerves so bad. We went somewhere, Andre, me, and Kim. I think we went to Erlene's because it was Erlene's birthday. And Kim had me so nervous. I drove. I said, Andre, I can't drive back. I'm, you got to drive my my Audi because I can't drive with her in the car because we're going to crash into something. And when I tell you, Andre didn't even put the seat back. And she was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I recorded them. No, I recorded Kim because I didn't 
like, Kim, let me drive the car. He was pulling into the gas station. She was like, you going too fast. You going too fast. He pulling in the gas station. Because Andre can't drive. He's got better because he was driving Lyft or Uber. So he practiced his driving skills. But yeah. before he was, he was not a good driver. You know, he slipped off the road and he almost <laughs> went over the cliff, but the bush saved him, first of all. What? Yes, up there. What? Yes. What? You don't know what? the story? You don't <laughs> know that story? I'm going to mute you guys. He went off the road on Laurel Canyon? That's crazy. Yes, and he said he got out the car. He's hit some water, you know, got slick. It's, it was Spin spinning out. out. And he said he went, you know how it goes over to the side. He got out the car. He looked, the only thing that was holding him was a branch. <laughs> oh, my God. From going over. He got out that car. Honey, that was, I said, that wasn't nothing but the Lord and a praying mama. So the oh, told wow. him, make sure he tells you that story. Hey, Chris, are you going to show Stacy your hair before you get up off here and let us see you? You know, I thought it'd be a good night to just showcase the ladies. I, I don't have the camera set up. That's <laughs> a polite no. Of, of all the times, polite. nobody ever asked to see me. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google you, Chris. Oh, I'll, I'll just Google. Look at a man in the tight mustard pants. Yeah, that's a good picture. That's a good picture. Oh, I'll what? tell Kim to show me Easy, Kim. I only know easy, you. Is it easy? <laughs> I only know the voice. To me, you're like Charlie. I know. <laughs> oh, you didn't come to the Laugh Factory when we was there. Right, when we did the live podcast. No, because I was working. I was right. I'm just saying. I remember I was going to come, but I, I couldn't. I had a deadline. Now I have a slight headache. Well, oh, you can come to St. Louis with us because we're doing, we doing a show uh, in St. Louis. When are we doing a show, Chris? Uh, it's March 10th, and we're all going to be in our best shape. We're going to be beautiful. Well, I, I gotta, it's going to be a great show. Oh, that's right. Jill Scott's going on tour. I wanted to put up her her dates, but I also got a show New Year's Eve in Bowie, Maryland. Nice. Oh, maybe I'll come to that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was you got a book. show New Year's Eve. What's happening? Yeah, that you wouldn't do with me. Remember? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, they wasn't paying no. It wouldn't go. <laughs> Sherry bought her coin. Okay, but Sherry didn't used to. Now she got a show. She uh, well, you know what? It, it, it's a nice little notch. Let me tell you something. <laughs> You got, I, if you want me to come out of town, because it's dangerous on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I don't go out on New Year's Eve. You remember, um, you remember Tiffany Younger? You remember Stacey, Tiffany Younger? Remember Awina Shorte? Yeah. She was married to Dino Shorte, the comic. It was Hope Flood, uh, Edwina, uh, Tiffany Younger. Uh, it was a couple other comics and we had gigs on New Year's Eve. I saw three accidents car accidents that night scared me so bad i don't go out on new year's eve i watch dick clark it's mm. sweet. He's smart yeah i watch dick clark right. I don't... Right. so if i'm gonna go out is he dead ryan's depressed <laughs> doesn't know you saw her catch herself oh you know what because he's hair he's uh he had a stroke yeah so ryan seacrest takes his place but i uh unless you pay me uh, rip, I do not leave my house and getting on a plane in the sky. Kim is going to Boise, Idaho. Uh, just a, a heads up. Dick <laughs> Clark died. Kim, 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 K
Ridiculous. Oh, I didn't know he passed away. Image award because it's ridiculous. This is not the episode that we're gonna submit because we sound dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, you have, oh, you shoot. Have a new bra. What about Casey Kasem? <laughs> oh, you Casey Kasem. You didn't say Casey Kasem. Go ahead, Chris. What Casey Kasem leave us? What type? Pull your thing back so I can see if you got blonde roots. Mr. Kasem left us in 2014. 2014. Oh, Do you know that Casey Kasem? They kept him on ice. Like, wasn't it like three years? And he, they were in court. The family and the wife. What? Really? Sort of like they did James Brown. They had James Brown. I think in the backyard. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. No, he wasn't. For a long time, they didn't bury him. I don't you know, know why. Do you, do you ever talk to some people and you go, they don't handle death well? Yeah. He, we gonna bury is him. That, but is that, a, is that a new bra? It is really pushing her up. No, I think she it's a shirt. No, they don't normally look long. The they look round. No. No, it's not the bra. It's my shirt from H&M. <laughs> this boy, this one like Jesus. I went to H&M. Shop at H&M and she's so excited. Oh, now she loves it. I shop at Rainbow, so I understand. Oh, Rain I stopped shopping no, at Rainbow because everything I bought smelled like gasoline. So I'd say I'd scare me. Yeah, oh, okay. It's very scary. Oh, what's that mean? Like it was, well, no. It's not probably mine. cancerous, whatever it is. Why would you Whatever, it all smelled like gas. It was bad. This H&M, it, it, because it's tight, it's like, it's it's tight. And it, it like, <laughs> I love this little time. Because you're a 12 year old. <laughs> That's why. Oh. She like these little kid shirts. <laughs> I like that color. It's a nice pink. It's a nice pink. Yeah. I don't know is. what it's going to look like after I wash it one time, but I love that H&M boy. Oh, oh no, no. She's after so you excited. wash it, it's she over. She said she found her a pink puff jacket that she would have bought, paid $400 for. She said she bought it for 12 <laughs> I'm taking that expensive one back to Neiman Marcus. I heard that. Like, they they don't know the difference. Yeah, Fuchsia, cute. How did you? How did you miss H and M? It's in every mall. When I tell you, let me show you this. What I got, Jeffrey? Because I walked in H and M. Wow. He, he he went to the Alvin Ailey Dance Company to see the Alvin Ailey dancers. And he goes, mom. And I said, you need to go. He said, do they do hip hop dance? And I was like, yeah, sort of. Just go. Um, <laughs> she, oh my goodness. She just wanted to get him out the house. <laughs> but when I tell you, where's that picture? He looked, this, I got this outfit from um, H&M. Oh, oh, that's nice. Look at, Look at fly. It's fly. It's fly. H&M got some fly stuff. And they see, do. You'd have gone somewhere else and paid $500 for that. I just mm. was going to get them something nice. We was going to go to Bloomingdale's. And, you know, somebody said to me, no, go to H&M. And I was like, H&M? They said, no, take them to H&M. And I got this nice plaid overcoat, a brown turtleneck with some striped brown and beige pants. And they look so good on him. It's cute. H &M. I'm going. To, I went to H and M. It was like Disneyland. Wow. <laughs> yes, people. You don't know. They have some real gems there. Yeah. They do. 
Girl, they had they had everything. Sequins and <laughs> two tops and Girl, everything. that's how I feel the first time I went in the old navy. They had all kind of stuff. I was so excited. <laughs> I don't do Old Navy. Can I say I went into Old Navy and I bought a pair of jeans. The seam was all crooked on my booty. You know how the seam's supposed to go up, up in your booty crack? You just crooked. Yeah, and yeah. the leg was shorter. I didn't, mm, -mm. You be going to I got some pajamas. Day. They didn't fit right. Bought a sundress. I was like, yeah, this is Yeah, mm -mm. I wear my little sundresses. They be from Old Navy. Old Navy, <laughs> rainbow. And then you mix it with the rich stuff and people be like, you so fly. I can't wait you get your stuff. Oh, I bought a denim jacket because remember Yvette Nicole Brown was going through this period where she wore denim jackets with these like flowing skirts. Oh yeah, she did and go I, through that period. Yeah, and I went, I like that look. So I went to, I did go to Old Navy. I got a bunch of denim jackets um, and to wear it with the skirts. It was cute. But I think that's the only thing I've gotten from, but oh, that ain't Janelle. That's the store. Huh? Did denim, did denim jackets go out of style? No, I don't think so. I wonder. You know who okay. makes really good clothes? Ooh. A good American. That's Khloe Kardashian's. Oh, really? I never heard but of it's it. A, it's a black British woman that brought the company to Khloe Kardashian. So it's a black woman. She's a consultant on uh, Skims, Kim Kardashian's thing. And she brought that that company safely to Chris Jenner. This woman, her name is Emma, and she's a black woman from Britain and really cute. like an entrepreneur. They will. They smart. They smart. Jesus, mm -hmm. this, this is bad, but Good American has really good, um, really good, good clothes. Mm -hmm. Do they have standalone stores? Or are they like uh, in no. like Macy's or whatever? Yeah. Go online. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, you know. I, I yes, can't wait till I get like y'all actually shopping stores. I'm still shopping at the Goodwill. Oh, Miss Chris. Look at Chris. See how long his hair is? Yeah. Chris cute, ain't he? He is cute. Oh, he's handsome. Nice. Oh, I well, like the long hair too. Like long hair look good on you, Chris. Uh, you see your... Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> That's nice. That's really nice. Thank you, Joshua. Are you giving that to me? I secrets because he didn't show himself on the camera. And you know she showed I a mean, really Vic, great view. Vic, you got a birthday coming. Yeah, right? When are you going to get your birthday? <laughs> They're not all good. This is the about? most distracted podcast it today. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Sherry, what time you got to get up? So then you have a car pick you up and drop you off? Yeah, the car picks me up because they don't want me taking the train. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't. I love that me. little area though. You're ready. You Chelsea is so cute. Home. That little area. We were in the flower district. And they don't want me driving a car because they don't want people uh, seeing my license plate because they say people might follow me yeah, home. they can look you up. I said, no, yeah. that's only Kim. She live in LA, so we ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> um. You know what? I'm going to, I got to call up. Uh, There's some name dropping right now. When are you going to be on the show? Uh, Have you, you been on the show? On Sherry's show? Yeah. No, they blocked me. <laughs> I'm gonna get on there. I'm gonna get on there. Me just so, gonna roll up. Oh, Sherry, she, gonna pull they up. blocked me. You know, I called the producers like, you've been doing the talk. We can't let you on this show. And you've been talking about Sherry behind her back. You know, a lot of petty <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but I'm going to get on the Sherry show soon. This your goal? 
Mm-hmm. I am gonna be well, on there. Your goal is to get on her. Your goal is to get on her show. Her, her goal is to get on a magazine cover. <laughs> Look, look, I, my goals are not that big. I just, <laughs> Kim makes no sense. That's why I don't say nothing. Cause she don't be making no sense when so, she be talking. Are you gonna okay. announce this before we go? Who passed away? Mm-hmm. Yes. I was very sad. Maybe that's what gave me stress. Oh, we went out of focus again. Yeah, you want me to touch it? Chris don't want you. No. Chris, you want us to touch it? Oh, Jesus. That sounds nasty. Oh, oh, you okay. I, mean, I don't even know how we're going to make the segue is... and the transition. Now, you can't. Uh, because Chris said, oh, shit. Now I was up at the ceiling. Oh, it's oh, better. Oh, hold on. Oh, shit. I cut my foot. Oh, man. Oh, it's a lot oh, going on over here. I don't maybe know. Maybe we should just direct people to the website. The oh, link. Oh, oh, there you go. So, which link? Maybe because I don't know how we segue into what we need to segue into. I think having chest palpitations and being various. A very good friend of mine died this week, and another friend's husband died this week, and I'm still mourning David Arnold, and it's just been a lot. You um, need to live. Yeah, I need to just you know, in the show shooting two episodes a week. I think I just tonight I need to just read my lines. Don't put no pressure. Of trying to learn them, I need to woo side. But uh, Kirstie Alley, as you know by now, passed away, which total shock. She just talked to me, and another friend of ours, Melanie Griffin, uh, just texted me and was reminding me of the fun that we used to have together. So I did get very emotional earlier. And I don't think I'm just like overwhelmed. I'm like, that's a lot. And I feel like I'm next or something. But don't say that you're I not next. That, but I feel like it feel like the Grim Reaper, Reaper is just running around snatching everybody. That's we're at that age. I, but is it that age? I just got to get my paper. That's why I say to you, Kim, you have to at this age say no to some things. Yeah. There, you can't do the same things that you did. I know. You're right. Years. You're right. I need it's to, like we I, can't eat the same like we the way we used to eat in our 20s we don't need to eat the same way because we don't need all of the calories there's some things you can't do for people they got to do it themselves you can't they can't depend on you for certain things because you've got to free up space you're raising a young king and he needs everything that you got he does and so you have to recharge yeah you gotta you like and so it has been stressful for you. Work, being a single mom, friends, you've been there for Julie, David's wife. You've been there for your other uh, friend who passed her. Yeah. So in those other areas, when you have to give, like in those areas, you don't have a choice. You have to give. Then some stuff has got to be a no. Because you got you to you gotta try to maintain some kind of balance. So that you can have a little, so that when these moments come where you got to give, you got to call Melanie Griffin. Is it Griffin or Griffin? I'm sorry. Melanie Griffin. You got to call Melanie Griffin right now. You got to give of yourself. Because well, y'all to give it to me. It makes me laugh. I hope so too. You need to laugh. Kirstie Alley was like a comedic actress. She was one of my inspirations because I mm-hmm. used to watch her on Cheers. I've watched her in all of her movies. Um, I went through her. Remember when she married Parker Stevenson? 
and she adopted her two kids. I don't remember a true and I don't remember her other son's name, but I remember I was so excited. She, she was with one of the Hardy boys, you know, and I remember Kirstie Alley when she gained weight, when she lost weight, she was always so gorgeously beautiful. And she had an amazing sense of humor. So funny. So I think, I don't know, uh, she passed away from, uh, I think they said cancer. We don't know the details. Yeah. But when I think of Kirstie Alley, it makes me sad. But if I have more smiles, then I have sadness. She had grandchildren. She raised her children. Her father um, was uh, 99 years old. Like, there was a full life in Kirstie. I believe she was 71. And... The joy that Kirstie Alley has brought me. When I did Dancing with the Stars, the first person I called was Kirstie to find out how was it doing Dance with the Stars. And Kirstie Alley, Alley got me through Dancing with the Stars. I would text her and say, Kirstie, I'm about to have a nervous breakdown with Val Schmerkowski. And she would walk me through it. And she texted me a few days ago because she watched the show. And so I smile at the life Mm -hmm. that Kirstie lived. She was a wonderful talent. Yeah. What a, what, like, man. So funny. Hilarious. She was yeah. so funny. That was a comedic actress. She was so quirky. Remember she had a reality show? Right. After, right. you know. She did after all that. Mm -hmm. And it was like, she was, she was bigger. And it was just about her crazy life. And and I was just like, to be a part of your weird brain, Kirsty. She was eclectic, eccentric, weird. Mm -hmm. You were supposed to do, uh, y'all were talking about a pilot, a sitcom together. You, her, Melanie, you talk. No, that was it. It was opportunity with me, her, and Melanie Griffin to do a funny sitcom together. And... Uh, we were putting together during the pandemic. And so we got to talk every week. And then we were all, we were on a, th uh, uh, a thread together. And uh, we all like, after this pandemic, we're going to get together. And Kirstie lived, you know, like I said, somewhere else. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's uh, just sad. Really, it's just, you know, she's gone. She's out of pain. Mm -hmm. um, the best lesson in this is really just to live your life and, enjoy and love your friends and any, any things you need to mend, go ahead and mend them. If it's no, worth mending. I don't mean all that. I, see, I said, if it, look, look at Eveline. I said, if it was worth mending. Oh, okay. That's what I said. I'm not talking about. Oh yeah, I missed some backstory. I, I hate when people start getting all philosophical with somebody, you know, tell your love when you love them. Well, what did Watch they do there? <laughs> <laughs> you said it best, Sherry. Some things you have to say no to, to spend time with family and cherish those moments that you're never going to get back. Right. So you so should spend more time with my son uh, tonight. But you know, the biggest thing this has really taught me, this is weird. I got to get rid of all this junk in my it's house. It's a lot of junk. Okay, it's not really you, junk. It does. It does mean you say... 
Why do I need all of this why, stuff in my why do I need all Jeffrey, this? come here. Yeah, because, yeah. Because when you go on, they're going to throw it all out they anyway. They're going to throw it away anyway. Well, I'm going to come get some stuff. But... Yeah, come get some stuff. <laughs> some stuff. This, I'm watch, watch this. Watch this. Like, I like this. Jeffrey, come here. I just want to tell you I love you. Aww. Look at Jeffrey. Yeah. Jeffrey's like, come on, mom. Hi, Jeffrey. Hey, Jeffrey. Oh, is this live? Yeah, no. Oh, 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 all right. It's not live. Oh, uh, hi, Jeffrey. Hi, Jeffrey. Uh, God, he's so, he so handsome. Oh, look at him. Oh, That's my Ms. goodness. Stacey. That's Miss Kim. Oh, yeah, but it's Miss Kim. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to so, tell you. Yeah. Okay. I'm still moving to LA, so. Uh, yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, you, man. Jeffrey. I love you, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. New York, Jeffrey. You just got to New York. Is it cold in there? He's moving back to LA, he says. And this is what I tell him. Come here. For four years, he's manifested New York. No, he's the reason you're in New York now. All Jeffrey talked about was New York. Are you kidding me? Maybe you just need to visit and then go back. He didn't want me in his manifestation. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's a whole different... That's yeah, I'm going to stay out of that one. I'm going to stay out That's of that That's funny, one. Jeffrey. <laughs> he, for some reason, he thought he was going to float on a magic carpet. <laughs> he said, I wanted New York, not New You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to paint him a press. <laughs> there it is. I'd move back to LA with that, too. Jeffrey just wants yeah, He's like, He's cool. like, I'm over this, Mom. He's so over it. But I wanted to say it. So I said, I tell my loved ones I love them. How big Jeffrey is. He, he is. was like itty big. He was like this big. Mm-hmm. Was going I know he was, he was uh, a pound 10 ounces when he was born. Yeah. Four pounds. Wow. Look four at the four pounds. Pounds. Now I got this deep voice. And right. Really, he's taller than me. Mom. mom. <laughs> they shaved off his beard and his sideburns. He's got beard and sideburns. He had a beard? Oh, did somebody shaved him? A little, little mustache, beard. Wow. They took it off. Now it's like a boy again. But yes, yeah, so I, I told my loved ones I loved them, Kim. But uh, you still need to get laid. But you know, what? You think it'll make a difference? He's not yeah. even eighteen yet. No, I said Kim, not him. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? No, because we. Oh, okay. You do need. I'm talking to about Kim. Yeah, get the cop website. Ah. The what? The cobwebs I don't, out. Of what? <laughs> uh, Here's the thing. If you got to ask Chris, you just don't. <laughs> Let's see how descriptive you are. Come on. No, no. <laughs> That's Here's hilarious. Here's the thing. Kim, it's like, you know, when you go to one of those uh, old houses and there's a gate that hasn't been opened in 20 years and it's rusty and crickety, then you open the gate and it falls off. Yeah, and it falls, it like, cracks, and it needs oil. It needs oil to work. Otherwise, oh. like, she doesn't have any time though. I told her that I was gonna set up a fake profile and put her picture on it and just screen people and send them to the house, or oh, not to the house. Somebody did that for me with it. Bumble. I went on a bunch of Bumble days because my girlfriend did that see? for me. See, see, she well, would call people. She would call people that she thought were my type. That's how I met the doctor, Kim, who talks to me all the time. He gives me all kinds of advice, real estate, 
advice, because uh, I told you he made some money, he invested in a, a Google Google or, or Apple, one or two. So he's the one, he got that big old place in uh, Malibu. And, wow. um, but she would find, she find these guys who were good looking. She would say, she would send him a message and she'd say, hi, my friend is an entertainer. So she's very private, but you seem like a, a guy that she would like. I would love to introduce you to. Now they always thought they were being catfish and she would say, no, 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 she's the person you want to meet her. And so they would go, okay. And she'd ask them, what do you do? Do you have kids? Da, da, da. And then she would bring them to me and I go, yeah, they look pretty good. And she would give me the phone number and I would call and I'd say, hi, my girlfriend, Sally, uh, said that you seem like a person that I would love to talk to and you would love to talk to me. And we would talk. Only one person, when he found out who I was, he thought he was being catfish. But I talked but to several men went out on dates. Did he, did, so she didn't tell him who you were? Or did she no, tell she him? No, she didn't. I had to tell them. They only oh, knew okay. that I was an entertainer, I was a celebrity. That's what she told them. Okay. And that I needed, I'm that I wanted it. privacy. I like that, because then she bets them. Right, and you know I'm she good bet. And yeah. I had good ones. I, I went out with some, remember, because we went to Atlanta. I went out on two dates the time we was in Atlanta. I'm going to do all that work, and Kim go like, I, I, I ain't got no time. time. I got to go to the set. What, what are you talking about? You sent me, I don't have no time tomorrow. I know, I know. I know. No. And now you're going to make me look bad, so. You'd get a couple no, of guys, there. and then you'd come back to the house, and they'd be pushing a broom. Well, she can't invite him to the house, but this is the way you get Kim out. You go, Kim, I'm having a, I'm having a, a charity event. Or Kim, right. I'm having a dinner party at my house. Kim, Kim will be there. Kim will be there. You can't tell her you're setting her up. You got to tell her you're having a function. And Kim will be there. I'm not going to any more functions. I've canceled them all. You have. I'll tell her you need, tell her, you need her in her play. The, uh, independent film. I feel like you had to. Yeah. Marla Gibbs yesterday because I feel like I have to. My friend Jackie, my husband, I feel it's over. You say that about everybody, though. That she said about everybody. Tell her you got a play you needed to be in, and only three people gonna be in it, but you need her as a friend and a favor. Kim will be in that dead gonna play. Just had a man sitting yeah, there. But she's gonna ask how many lines. If it's more than five lines, she ain't gonna do it. No, I'm and tell her it's it. only a couple yeah, lines. Season. I got a lot of lines. That's good. That's good. That's so what we, we needed that. So we need to get you off the phone, and I need to get to bed because I told you yeah, I need to be in bed at ten o'clock. I ain't took this wig off. I haven't took my makeup off. Now, I'm supposed you to look be good, tub, though. Ladies, it is. I don't need to look like this going to bed. <laughs> and I was supposed to be in a tub full of magnesium. Uh, it's 10.39. We're 39 minutes over. I got to be up at 4.45. Thank say, you for having me. Say. Of course. I just want to say thank you for having me. You look fabulous. I know you're tired, but you look Love great. You. And you don't have to uh, drive, so that's good. You can just roll out of bed and get dressed and roll out. You don't have to worry about starting the car and, and fighting the. Now in New fight. York, you don't have cars. I rent cars. We get we keep getting tickets. Um, yeah, yeah, I see you talk about that. The, the parking signs. We have seven tickets in like a week, and so, but I take the train. We do Uber or you know, I but for the job, I have a driver that, that takes me to work. Now we get back, we take an Uber back home. Because uh, the driver told me I ain't never ready. He's tired of just sitting there waiting for me. And um, he said it nice <laughs> yeah, for five hours. Because I like to stay and do work. So he was like, I can't pick you up. So I take an Uber. 
<laughs> well, I take That's the train. <laughs> Great show, but, ladies. If you check out Sherry's TV show, it's five days a week. SherryShowTV.com at Two Funny Mamas on Instagram. And what was your Instagram, Stacy, or your website? Um, my Instagram is Stacy L. McLean, S T A C E Y L M C C L A I N. I'm also on Facebook and my website, StacyMcLean.com. And I'm also, everybody, thank you. Oh, I'm sorry, Stacy. What'd you say? No, that's okay. Thank you, everybody, for going to uh, SherryShepherd.com. Is that my website name? <laughs> SherryShowTV.com. Follow no, Sherry no, no, on Instagram. It's, oh, what is my website name? Damn it. Look on the phone, Stacey, and look up Sherry Shepherd. I'm Shepherd. looking it up now. It's SherryShowTV.com. No, no, that's for the show. My personal. SherryShepherd.com. Sherry okay, so what I was going to say was thank you for going to SherryShepherd.com. We got a site that's Two Funny Mamas. That's the off site of that. But go to SherryShepherd.com and enter your information so that we have you in our database. Oh, Kim, we got to do a message. We got to do an audio message before we get off the phone with Chris. Real quick. Uh, because when people sign up, you will get a telephone call with an automated message from Kim and I. So leave your information so that whatever city we go to, we can let you know that we're going to be there. Because a lot of sometimes y'all don't, you know, be on social media and you may not watch the promo that we do. So this way you'll get an automated phone call and an email from us letting you know where we're going to be. So thank you. So just go to SherryShepherd.com. It's right there where you can sign up and uh, let us know. So before we go, we got to make this automated. I'm so glad I remembered. All right, we'll we do that. We'll say bye to the two funny mamas fans. Thanks, everybody. Bye, and thank you, everybody. Bye, thanks. Thanks, everybody. everybody. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Two funny mamas. Two funny mamas. Two funny mamas. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians, Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist, Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, for advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. 
With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.